So it's a great time to be a listing agent for single family. But I also still have some condo listings that I'm not getting any calls on, right? So it's definitely a balance and you have to make sure that your business is uh, well-rounded now to make sure you withstand it, you know, this, uh, this crazy cycle that we're in. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Today, I get to interview 30 Under 30 recipient, Brian Tran. Brian's from the Bay Area. The uh, I used to live right up the street, right you know, a couple, right up the highway from where he's at now. Brian, how's it going? Not bad, man. Not bad. I'm glad to be on the podcast. I'm really excited. Dude, very cool to hit 30 Under 30. The um, I love getting to interview you guys as you get to hit that. You must be doing something special. What was it? What was it like? What was it like when you found out that you were on the list? Well, it was my last year to apply. I was 29 or so, right? And so I was like, man, if I get this, it'd be pretty cool. It'd be like a nice little bucket list. So when I got it, it was it was huge, right? And I think this year, they actually allowed us to be on the cover of uh, the magazine. So I was stoked, man. It, 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 yeah. Dude, your face on the cover of Realtor Magazine, like epic, man. That's like yeah. an epic thing to get to celebrate. The How long have you been in real estate? I've been in real estate. I renewed my license twice, so uh, about almost nine years now. Yeah, the, you could have applied that first year. The uh, you wait, you got, got it at the at the very end, and the and, and now you're in. What was it? Why'd you get into real estate to begin with? Well, you know, it, that was actually pretty easy. So my parents were they, they although they didn't really invest too much in real estate, they knew that that was the American dream and that the the wealthy owned properties. And so naturally, I graduated college. Or actually, I started. I took my test six months before graduating because I knew school wasn't for me. I got my license and I just hit the ground running. I was like, "Dude, we're gonna we're gonna make this happen or not." And thankfully, I'm still here, and so it worked out. Were you going to school in California at the time? I was uh, down at UC San Diego. Yeah, and that yeah. school was hard. Yeah. yeah. The weather is hard to beat. Like we were talking about the California weather before we clicked on, but man, the, uh, I went to school down at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And so like the, the central coast, those, those beach towns down in central and Southern California, pretty, pretty hard, hard to beat. Tough to focus on school when there's so much fun stuff and UCSD. Yeah. Heck of a, heck of a university down there. Yeah. And so I was like, man, this isn't going to work. I, I don't know what, cause I, I had a license in political science. Right. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so naturally real estate was just that route. And I got out, I started working with my brother who's actually in real estate as well. And during that time, it was the Mike Ferry era. I call it the Mike Ferry era where cold calling expires, cold calling fizzbos, door knocking, uh, circle prospecting. And during that time, thank God it was, it was, there were expires because I'm 21 years old at the time. I'm like, who would trust a 21 year old kid? But I went out there with my scripts. I went out there with my coaching and it worked. It paid off. And that's kind of how I built my business, actually. That is so. So how did you so to, like go back to the very beginning? Right. So the, yeah. so you had just got your license. And what made you think of like, 
go check out these? Did you go to like a class? Did somebody tell you about it? Or it was just, did you find stuff on the internet? Uh, for Mike Ferry or for the coaching? Yeah, for Mike Ferry. Uh, oh, for Mike Ferry. I think they cold called me. <laughs> really? Yeah, they cold called me. And they still cold called me till this day. Dude, so they, it works. Yeah. So they cold, cold called you and the and now you're off to the races. Are you, do you do more? Um, so how many deals did you do your first year? Like, so you started doing the calling FISBOs, calling expireds. And how did you do your first year? First year wasn't bad. Uh, man, let me think about that. We, we did like... I think me personally, I did like probably six, okay. right? Yep. Not, not terrible, not bad. Made the most money I've ever made ever. Right, way better than the political science degree job you were going to yeah, get. Yeah, like right? 6,000 out there, everything. And I was like, dude, this is great. I'm like, man. And at the time, like, like my, my other brother was working at a some kind of paralegal firm or something like that. He's only getting paid like 20 bucks an hour or something like that. So I was like, man, this is freaking awesome. Totally. And yeah, we just kept going. So my, I, you know, I owe Mike a lot. You know, he taught me the... The, the core fundamentals that we still use today, I don't door knock and cold call as much anymore. It does, it's not as effective in San Francisco. Uh, there are more effective ways, but the same core principles. I don't watch the news in the morning. I, uh, I have a very strict regimen, right? My schedule is packed. And so a lot of the pro- core principles that I learned then still apply to my success today. Yeah. What's it been like? Um, so beginning of COVID, San Francisco takes a huge hit, right? Everything closes down. Everybody thinks that San Francisco's done. And then, you know, six to nine over the last six to nine months, I've heard all sorts of stories of it picking back up. And San Francisco is also a big place. And so it's different from the city. What's it like right now? And like, if you could summarize like the last year, year and a half there, has there been some downs and some ups? Has there, has there, has there been mostly ups? What's the story? Yeah. So actually the reason why I applied for 30 under 30, um, that was 2021 or I don't forgot the announcement, but we had just gone through the worst market I've ever been in, right? So up, I got to say, I've been lucky. I joined, I got into the market 2013. It's been nothing but up, 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 right? I rolled the way. Time to start. So, yeah, I mean, like, gosh, everything's selling. Every, everything's good. Uh, COVID happened. San Francisco shuts down. There's been, there was one month where nothing happened, right? And then the other months, uh, it started to get better. But it got better for the single family markets, Right. I focus predominantly in the condo market. I sold luxury high rises and it just tanked. And it tanked wow. for all of 2020, most of 2021. It's still kind of bad now, right? And so we had to pivot quickly and we got started to sell into the single family. We switched our marketing to attract more uh, single family buyers. We started trying to go after more single family listings because the condo market was just sitting. And I was having bad conversations with the sellers every week. It was, it was mentally taxing. It was sad. A lot of people were, you know, they had to sell and they lost a lot of money. I've never experienced that ever because up until then, I've only broke records, right? I've only netted my sellers a ton of money. 2020 was the first year where I saw the seller proceeds sheets and it was like negative 50,000, negative 80,000. And they were like, screw it. Get me out. I need to put it into the stock market. So it worked out well for them. Uh, that's kind of the, the general gist. We still have a lack of inventory right now. I just went over with my team. Uh, sales are down because there's just no inventory. And if you have a single family right now, it's flying off the, the shelf. I mean, 30, 40 disclosure packages out, you know, seven to eight very strong offers. So it's a great time to be a listing agent for single family. But I also still have some condo listings that 
I'm not getting any calls on, right? So it's definitely a balance and you have to make sure that your business is uh, well-rounded now to make sure you withstand it. You know, this, uh, this crazy cycle that we're in. Yeah. The, uh, the, the downtown condo stuff is um, there's still, there's markets everywhere that are still, that are still challenged. And it's important for us to be able to like realize that and talk about it because as an, as an agent, like it's so easy to get to hear other people's niches or other people's stories and go, wow, they sure like their city's doing great while my city's struggling or their product's doing great. Or it's like, Hey, the single families are doing great. So the, so for the ones, for the condos that have sold over the past couple of years, right? What has been the secret? Like super low prices or like amazing views or like, like when people, when people are buying right now, are they like seeing long-term opportunity? What is making people buy when the demand is so much lower for that product? Right yeah. Now? So when you're talking about condominiums, there's two types in San Francisco. Mostly there's a lot of types, but there's two. You have the older Victorians, the Edwardians that are, um, they used to be three, four units. They're now converted into smaller condominium buildings. Those typically do great because they're in a neighborhood. They usually have a yard or a roof deck attached. They live and feel like a single family. So those ones, you don't have to do much different. But now I'm talking about the high rises, the ones where they're more cookie cutter. You know, there's 20 of the same floor plans. Pricing is critical, right? I think if you're going to sell those, you have to price it lower, right? You're not going to be fetching the super high premiums. And you got to make sure they show very well. Like they got to be painted. They got to be staged. Uh, you got to showcase the views if they have any. And then also you have to start attracting the investors. You have to kind of get them excited that things are coming back to normal, right? People will go back to work. These condos will fill up. So here's your opportunity to buy it for 5, 10, 12% off what they were going for pre-pandemic. So you have to show people the opportunity. That's the best way to sell these condos. And then at the end of the day, you can do all that and they still might sit, but it's about educating both sides of the party to make sure that uh, everybody understands that from the buyer side, there's opportunity from the seller side. Maybe you have to take a little bit less. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 2013, you start, you know, you get into real estate and it's just a great time to be, to be in there. Everybody's happy on both sides of the transaction, Everybody looks like they're a great investor, right? Because everything is just because every year it's going up slightly. Like, so the people that were bad investors, you know, would take too long on construction. The market would go up well enough, it would make up for it. How did you differentiate yourself from other agents during that time? And, and do you, were you mostly buyers, mostly sellers at the time? And how did you get leads? Yeah, early on in my career, mostly on the buy side, right? Uh, hitting your sphere of influence, uh, open houses was a big one. And uh, we were buying Zillow and Realtor.com leads, which killed it. Our ROIs on Zillow and Realtor.com was 350% for everything. So at that time, I was about maybe 70% buyers and then 30% listings. Today, I'm more 60, 40, 60% listing, 40% buyers. Um, but back then, it was mostly online leads and uh, open houses, right? Typical stuff, not, nothing special. Just do a really good job. Go in there, provide value, right? So my my thing is, if I can go in there, the reason why a buyer will work with me, I will always go above and beyond. And I would always just provide so much value, whether like even with the buyer, I would pull comps before I even go out there, right? Like here's what this home's worth. You know, a lot of front-loaded work, 
But every time I did that, young kid, it made up for, I don't know, let's say the, the older guy down the street who yeah, you know, may have looked better than me, more experienced, but I provided that like experience right from the get-go, you know? So that's what I was taught. I just like go out there, give, 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 so that they know that you're, you know, you're the you're the good hot shot, you know? Yeah. Now I don't have to do it as much because now we've been doing it long enough. Our numbers are good. It speaks for themselves. Right. Like the, yeah, you have to get the, the, you have to get the experience somehow. And then once you've had experience, now you've been there for nine years uh, doing real estate and you, you know, I mean, you transitioned from being an agent to like, so I think a team leader, and now you own your own, your own brokerage office. You've just got your own boutique brokerage. Tell us about that transition, you know, as, as you've been from being just Brian to like having your own brokerage. So the main thing is, it's great being a realtor. It's great being a, an individual agent. You make more. Sometimes it's less headaches, but it's hard to scale. Until it's hard to walk away. So I had my son three years ago. And so it was planned. So we, we knew what we were getting into. And I remember the year, July 2017 was like that, that time in your career where you're like, damn it, I made it. Like, it's easy. Like, this is... Like, you're no longer worried. You know what I mean? Like, as a new agent, you're like, where's my next paycheck? You know, am I going to make it? Totally. You have six deals your first year. Like, you never know, like, am I going to do four? Am I going to do six? It's a big difference. Yeah. And like 2017, you're doing deals. Yeah. And we were making a lot. And I was like, dude, okay, we, we did it. But then I look back and, you know, of course, tracking your schedule, tracking your, uh, where the leads come from, how much, how many hours you're actually working on your business and all that stuff. I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't do this. I'm, I'm working kind of like around the clock. Uh, my wife hated it. I pick up every phone call. And so we were like, okay, uh, my business partner at the time, he, he kind of works the same way as I do. Just go, 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 pick up the phone. And so we sat there, we looked at it and said, okay, this, this, isn't, this isn't scalable. So I'm about to have a kid. He was getting married too. And so we we're like, what's next? Like, we, we can't continue at this pace. We're probably going to burn out or or just not be happy. We'll make all this money, but we're not going to be happy. So the next thing was just like, okay, let's grow a team, right? Like we can hand off some of the buyers. We'll still make, you know, 50 or 60%, depending on the deal, but we can scale, we can grow. And so we just kept that mindset. And now it just organically kind of just kept elevating. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their pro their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I wanna sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up 
and you'll list it for 220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents, it's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site so buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. So you said you could, so at that point, what was your guys' specialty? Was it, you just knew the system, like you could buy the leads, from, you could buy the leads from Zillow, you had a high return, so you knew that you could bring it in and as long as you had capable people, you could hand it off and those capable people would be excited to get you know, stuff handed over to them. Is that, was that your, your yeah. So, yeah. 2017, uh, we did about $40 million that year, 40, 41 or 42 million. And about 70% of that business was actually from Zillow and realtor.com. So yeah. we kind of knew we, we tracked the, the return and we were like, okay, well, if we just continue to put money back into it, we trade them on our scripts, trade them on what we do to convert, we'll do fine. And that's kind of what it was. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. It's totally a numbers game. You're like, yeah. when, we, when we spend this much, we can do this many deals. But between you and I, we can't do that many deals. So now if we spend this much and we get some extra people, like your income kind of stays the same and you work less or, or yeah. similar and you work less. So what about now? So now it's 2022. The We already talked about like some of the markets, you know, crazy and, and awesome. And some of the market isn't as good. You've grown your team. I think you've got a team of 11. What did you guys do last year? What are you going to do this next year? And how are you getting deals? Last year was our growth year. I would say last year we probably could have did more, but because we were adding uh, the, the, the support structures for our brokerage, right? Like our admins, our operate, head of operations, all that stuff, it, it took us away from selling. But we did about 62 million in 2021. This year alone in January, we did 20 million already. So it, it's like, there's always that learning curve when you jump. We've been at multiple brokerages. So crazy. Every, Say that again. What did you do last year? Last year was 61 million. And then this year in January, you did 20. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you did a third of 2021's volume in the first month of the year. Yeah. But we're learning. We got the, we got, it's, it's like smooth sailing now. You know what I mean? And so, every, everything is a system. Everything in real estate yeah. is a system and a numbers game, whether you're investing or you're an agent or you find that funnel. Yeah. Right. I remember when I was first started like trying like Google ads and Facebook ads. And these were like, I'll buy your house. They're me walking through houses saying like, I'll buy your house. And we were running them. And every time we're like, we just need to find the vein. Like we'll try this ad. We'll try this ad. We'll try this ad. One of these times we're going to find the one that's so good that we go, whoa, the cost of acquisition for that, that lead only cost us 24 bucks. Yep. And that lead was costing us 300 bucks. So then you're able to go, oh, that's the one let's turn it up and go. So like last year you're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you find your system. And now you're off to the races. You know, I, I understand that every year it's, it's always been like that. It's always been one year good. I mean, it's, they've all been great years. Don't get me wrong. They're all lucrative years. And it's like every year that we were hurting or anything like that. But it's always uh, uh, two steps back to go like five steps forward. It's, and sometimes you just got to realize that like, yeah, it sucks right now, but we're doing what is necessary so that we can catapult ourselves. And I think a lot of people kind of just never want to go through that growth, that pain, so they rather just stick to the status quo. Whereas with us, we're like, no, this is, let's try to make it, let's make our life a little harder today to make it easier tomorrow. And that's been kind of our model and it's been working. Yeah. So there's a lot of agents that are listening. We try to figure out like, what's, you know, what's one or two things that you think any agent could do right now to start growing their business? I'm so big on videos now. I'm, 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 tr I'm trying to do more. 
we brought him on, on, uh, I guess you could say like, he's our designated video guy for the yeah. team. It's free. Well, you know, granted you got to pay him a salary, but it's relatively free. It's cheaper than Zillow. It's cheaper than realtor.com. And you could blast it out. Like so much, like you reach so much more people. I mean, especially with Instagram reels and TikToks right now, you're reaching thousands of people, even if your stuff isn't that good, you know? So I'm getting better at just producing more content. And the reason why also is because videos will continue to work for you even when you're sleeping, right? Like my videos are still getting views. My videos are still getting likes. Whereas let's say like a, a Google SEO ad, if I stop paying, it's gone, you know? So yeah. I say, if you're a new agent and you're not doing videos, like you're losing out on a lot of opportunity, that's free. And if somebody says like, all right, Brian, I need to go do my first two or three videos. Yeah. What are some simple videos they can go do right now and go post it as a, a reel or, or something on, on Instagram? Like what, what are the first few videos they should do? I find out if I found that if in the first three seconds, you got to capture their attention. So find out what questions are um, people are asking and you can go on Quora, Q-U-O-R-A.com and just type in real estate, San Francisco. Then they'll generate like the most popular questions people ask about that topic. Make a video on that, right? Answer the question, like make it short. I would say the video doesn't have to be more. The shorter the video you can make it, the better. 15 to 20 second videos do a lot better than the long format in the beginning. Then when you build the audience, you can put out longer content because you have the, um, I guess the, the supporters to watch your videos and then that allows it to grow and grow and grow. So super easy. Dude. I love that as a, uh, as just a very quick, like go to Quora, ask the question. I've yeah. heard that for people like to start, you know, answering questions inside there, but you just see what, what are the questions people are asking and then you just go on and start answering it. So like the content's already out there. Like what content should I provide? Like that's an easy way to go see. These are what people are asking. Let's make the video. Better chance of it going viral. Yeah. And, you know, copy, duplicate, replicate, whatever it is. I mean, like the videos that are out there. I mean, just find an agent that you like in another market and see what he's doing and just do it for your market. Right. Show yeah. him support or her support and she'll be like, dude, they'll be happy. They'll love that you you are, you're taking what they're doing and, and duplicating it, you know, as long as it's tastefully done. Yeah. So what's something you wish you would have known back in 2013 when you started? Man, you know, other than buy Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> as far as real estate goes, I mean, I, I think I did it right. You know, I got into coaching right away. So I didn't have any bad habits. I still got bad habits, but at least I got rid of most of it. But I mean, I, I should have, Jumped into this market sooner. I was actually in Oakland, mm -hmm. in Oakland, which is like, uh, and now I'm mostly in San Francisco proper, right? Like real San Francisco. I, I guess the one thing in 2013 was I wish I just started at in uh, San Francisco right off the bat and joined like the big big name brokerage because it. I, I'm not, I'm going to be honest. I kind of grew up in Oakland. I, I grew up in more of the. Uh, lower income areas. So my tone was a little off. My demeanor was a little off. Like I think I've had, I just joined a big brokerage where I could model myself to like the higher end. Right. I think I would have did better probably sooner. Yeah. So the, it's important modeling, right? Like finding a model. Cause there's two totally, you said find a coach too and find a model, but that's two, there's two different things there. 
right? Yeah. And some people might think it's the same, like your coach is someone that you can model against, but no, a, a good coach can actually analyze you. Yep. They can analyze Brian. They can say, hey, Brian, this is like, here's some things you should try. And then you can go back to him and say, I'm trying this and this is working and this isn't. And he go, all right, Brian, you can do this. And then a model is somebody that the, that maybe they're not even talking to you, but the way they walk by, the, the demeanor they use, the way they dress, the way they treat people, they open the door for somebody yeah. like, like finding models, you know, you can have, I if, have a mentor, you can have a, mo a model that doesn't even know, that doesn't know you, right? Like you can follow along, you can find somebody on social media, you know, if you're out there, you know, like what Brian's talking about, if you're somebody out there and you don't quite know what you want to do yet, right? Go find those models, go try to find the people that are doing the highest volume in your area, if that's what you're looking for, or doing the biggest houses and try to see like, what are they doing? Who yeah. can you model? It's like, you got to change your environment. So I actually, I, in short, I should have just changed my environment sooner, faster, right? Like I jumped, when I moved to SF, I joined a company called Vanguard, super prestigious. Everybody wore suit and tie. Everybody drove nice cars. Everybody spoke differently, right? And it, it, it made, it, it caused me to elevate. I had to become that, right? And now I get it. People, new agents, be yourself. That's hundred percent true. But at the same time, you've got to kind of be aware of your, your surrounding, right? And especially when you're new and you're starting off, you can't be that crazy, you know, out of the box kind of person, right? Like you kind of have to build your way in, get a first couple of clients in, and then you can be more original. At least that's what I think, because, you know, now I can be a little bit more of who I am because I built that business. They know me. They tried and true. I have a book of business. I, I have records uh of like you know me selling things for the highest price per square foot so i can be a little bit more original but in the beginning it's hard you know i, I really liked what you said there you said be yourself but be aware of your surroundings yeah right like because because some of that's as simple as be polite like people are like yeah yes you could be whoever you want to be and you can do whoever you want to, like, you can, you can do these things in your free time and you can talk like that and you can, whatever it is, right? Like you can cuss, you can talk this way. You can, you can dress how you want, but the, but be aware of your surroundings and know that, that it's going to impact other people. And, and it does, frankly, uh, so much of real estate is image and relationship and who people are. Like you have to make people trust you. You have to make them confident in you. Right. You have to make people want to work with you and really celebrate some of your wins with you. They want you to celebrate your wins with them. And so I love that. Yeah. Be who you are, but be aware of your environment, changing that environment to get to learn from people that you want to be more like. Right. Like if you're struggling being professional enough, then joining an office or going to an area where everybody's acting very, very professional. Yeah. You, I don't like, I don't, you're like, I don't know how to even wear a suit or how I'm supposed to walk in a suit. Like, all right, go hang out with people wearing suits. Yeah. 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 And you can. It's, it's funny, actually, you know, when you were saying that, I'm like, you know, Elon Musk can go in here and be as flamboyant as he wants, Jeff Bezos, Gary Vee goes around, he cusses everywhere, but Gary Vee is Gary Vee. Gary Vee already has, he's already big, so he can, at this point, he can do whatever he wants, say whatever he wants, his followers love him, they're diehard fans. Most people aren't Gary Vee, they don't know who you are, and you're trying to build your business, you can't go around just cussing and all that stuff, right, like, you, it's just not going to work. It comes with experience. It comes with uh, once people begin to know who you are, then you can maybe be a little bit more flamboyant and uh, crazy. <laughs> it's interesting. We live in the video world too, right? 
and we live in and we live in the video world where like a video of something you did three years ago could matter today like a video of something you did 10 years ago could matter today you know when i was when i was in high school right so the i'm you know 10 years older than you so when i was in high school we, we didn't have cameras on phones right <laughs> so the i know that makes like makes me sound old or whatever but i'm so grateful because I did so much crap I should have never done in high school. And there was no videos or no pictures of any of that stuff going on. And today, as we, as we get, as technology changes, yeah, how we present ourselves all the time matters. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And having good models and learning from it. And no matter what age I am, there are people that I hang out with that I learn from, that I learn from the way they talk and the way they act and, and the, the way they choose to do things. And I go, yeah, I want to do more like that. That's right. That's right. When did you get that team? How, so your te- you have 11 people on your team, right? They get that number, right? Yeah. Yeah. Were they, so has that grown over the last couple of years? That grew literally in the last six months. Like yeah. it, it was a team of, it started off with just two and it, it, and the first couple people were the hardest to grow, right? Like it's, you know, you're, you're very picky. So it became, I think it was two all the way up until 2018. Then it became three. And then 19 was, we brought, became four, 2020, we were five, right? Very slow. And then literally uh, most, the other six kind of came on within the last six months. So 2021, 2022. Yeah. And we're very, we're very organic. I don't naturally go out and recruit people, right? That's, I, I kind of like it small. I like the boutique feel because then it's like a family, right? Once you get so big, it's, you got to, I don't want to tippy toe in the office. I am who I am. I crack jokes and I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. Right. And so they have to be like me, not necessarily personality. Right. But they have to get my jokes and stuff like that to, to kind of be part of the team. So they just naturally come in through Instagram or a friend and we get them in, we interview their personality type to make sure that they're a good fit. And then if they're a good fit, then they join. If not, it's okay. We like it small. Yeah. The, you know, so your tip of questions, I went, I went ahead on Quora and I said like real estate, Austin. Yeah. The question comes, the first one says, is the real estate, is the Austin real estate market in a bubble? If so, when will it burst? The other one says, should I buy real estate now in Austin? What is the future of the Austin real estate market? Is retail uh, real estate heating up? You know, what legal structure should I use for an investment? So there is all these questions that now I could record a video on each of those. Yeah, I've never done videos and reels and I'm like, Hey, I need 10 topics to be able to do some stuff. Turn on that recorder, give 20, 30 second answers on something and get to start to share it. It really is a, a simple way to take some of the thought process out. I mean, it's as simple as this. Like you hold the phone is the Austin real estate market in the ball. Boom. That's the first clip, right? You always want to start off with the question. Cause that's okay. If I'm interested, I'm like, Oh shoot. I was thinking about that. Okay. I'll watch it. And you just go over market stats and stuff like that. Super quick. You know, it's that easy. That's the, that's the tag. That's your hook. Those questions are your hook. And then, you know, the rest is just you doing what you do best. You know, the real estate market, so that's what you fill in. Yeah. You just start talking, right? The, I mean, so, so much of the people it's, it's, it's always fun when I get to interview people on the podcast and some of them get super nervous and they yeah. go like, I've never been on one. I don't know what to say. And then when you get the right question and they get to start talking, I've had several people afterward that have told me like, don't publish that. I wasn't any good. Right. Be like, trust me, it was perfect. Like we're, we're going to go out there and then they get to hear it after. They're like, wow. So the, I didn't know I could talk like that. So no, turn on the camera and start talking. You'll be, 
And, and don't even like review it yourself. Just let everybody else rate it for you because you'll get to see right away that it works out. So the, so what are you, so you're telling your people do videos this year to get more business. What else are you doing for your team or telling your team and your office to do to really grow this year? Well, um, that out last year. Yeah. So really when, now that we're a brokerage and we're like, okay, how do I make people's lives easier? Right. And so the, we have a, a team of virtual assistants. They help write some of the offers for them. They don't publish the offers. It's still our job to review it. But a lot of the stuff we delegate off so that now it frees up our agents time. They just go out and do what they do best, which is get in front of clients. I'm still old school. We still send out farms. We still farm a lot. Uh, we started farming way more than we've ever done uh, in, in probably all the other years combined because now it's, I just want to touch more people, right? It takes, I think one of our coaches says it takes 21 touches before they even think about selling with you. So now I'm like, okay, how do I touch somebody 21 times? So we're sending out uh, handwritten cards, but there's a trick to it. We don't actually, you know, hopefully no sellers are hearing this, but we write one, but we say, dear blank. We don't actually write their name, comma, all in blue ink, all on the line. They all say the same thing. We run it through our, our expensive printer and it looks legit. Then you go back in and you pull out a pen, a blue pen that you used to write it with. You go through the Excel spreadsheet and you go, dear Brian, fold that one up. Dear Sam. So it looks like we wrote it by hand and we send that out to, I mean, a few thousand sellers every week. That's so rad. So the... So it's on paper. It's not a postcard. It's like you're, you're printing it on a piece of paper. First you draw it, then you scan, you reprint it, and then you, then you rewrite it in. So they're getting a handwritten letter yeah. there and you're put it. So you have to put it in the envelope. But it's, it's super simple and it's true, right? We have a handful of buyers. So we just write, Hey, dear, dear Bob, we're writing because we have a, a buyer interested in looking at your market and he's looking for the exact specification of your home with three bedroom, two bath. If you've ever considered selling, please give us a call. We'd love to get our buyers in, take a look at it. This is not a solicitation for a listing, but if you have, please give us a call. It's, it's super simple, super short. And guess what? If it works, we get our buyers in. But in this market, every seller wants to bring it to the market, right? Because that's how you get the maximum dollars. But guess what? They call you. Now you have a real seller. Yeah. And now it's your job to go out and, and win it. Right. You're like, I'm not trying to list it for you. The, I have a buyer for you, but now they see you're a real estate agent. It's yeah. out. So the, so I love farming and I love farming, especially on here because I love being able to teach listeners. Like this is something you can do today. Yeah. And the, and there's, and there's always, there's so many actionable tips that every podcast you listen to. And you talked about finding a coach and finding a mentor and, you know, and, and like buying the leads from Zillow and realtor and, and, and a lot of these different things. But I love that tactic of here's some letters or putting it out there. And when you're doing that farming, so like, how are you getting the data? Are you using software to do it? Are you using title company? They gave us a login. So you, we, we usually do uh, it again. Or, is it? Uh, Chicago title. Yep. Yeah, they're pretty good. Their, their softwares are usually very easy to use. Our assistant pulls it all so we don't have to bug a title rep or anything like that. And so we look for owners who have at least 80% uh, equity and then they have to have owned it for more than five years. Right. So that we don't go really specific because that way, you know, you're now you're overthinking it. We just go with the bare minimum, get thousands of, of uh, uh, Excel numbers and emails and stuff like that. And then we just farm those. Yeah. And then on top of that, then like whatever farm that is, we start doing videos in there and you can then do uh, a Facebook ad 
targeting those people. So now they're getting your card. They're getting, they're seeing your videos. If they're on Facebook, most of the time they are. And then you're just layering it so that I can try to get to that 21 touch as fast as possible. Yeah. The, uh, we have some software too, that, that does that. The, uh, you took any, you can pick any city in the country and pick out like not, you know, non-owner occupied or people with equity and things like that. Title companies are great. If you're doing it just local, uh, if you guys are looking for nationwide stuff, you can message me, I can give you some software ideas for stuff like that. So you're grabbing. And I love that too. Like the, how cool is it that you could say like, here's a zip code, right? And now I'm going to run, you can run Facebook ads against that zip code. Or you can use some of that technology to go get a phone number and an email for them. So the you can send them your letter. I love your handwritten letter idea. You can send them postcards if you want to. You can do the Facebook ads. You can call, you can email, or you can take that email list and upload it to Facebook and send ads against that. Like so, And there's a few different pieces of software to do that, right? Like you're getting some stuff from, from the title company and you have to use a skip tracing software to get the other, but it's not that expensive. You're talking like five cents a lead to get the phone number and get the email and be able to start blasting it out on there. Do you, do you think, which one do you think is the, so I believe in the 21 touches, we say, we say five, we say seven, we say 10, we say 21. I think you're the first person that I've heard say 21, right? Yeah, but maybe okay. that's why you're winning. But the, when somebody, when somebody makes that final call, is there one that you think sticks out more than the other? If somebody says, I really can't do them all, this one's better. Or do you really, do you just think you need to do them all? I mean, honestly, it comes down, I would say Facebook ads probably the best because it's the easiest, right? Letters are hard. I have, we have the staff for it because I'm not here licking envelopes and folding it. That That's difficult, right? So I would say Facebook ads because one click and you can reach thousands of impressions, thousands of views. So, but I really do believe you need to do all of them. You need to be everywhere. You know, it's like omnipresence. They need to just, they see you so much where they don't even know where they, they, most of the time, they don't even know where they saw me. And they just be like, yeah, hey, I think we got you on Zillow. But it's because I'm just everywhere. Like, they're, they're seeing me on my postcards, they're seeing me on the letters, they're seeing me on Facebook ads, they're probably seeing me on Instagram. They don't know where they see me, but they're going to think of me when they sell or buy. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Mujistegi, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses 
as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, follow-up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, you get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Yeah, that's what so much of it is. It's the it's always amazing when people go, oh, I need to do this. Who do I know out there? It's the same. It's the same. We had a, a house today. We need to put a, an electric meter on, right? We're, and we're like, who do we know that's an electrician over there? And one of the one of the, the gals that works for me says, "Hey, my friend just became an electrician. He texted me last week and said, "Hey, he's an electrician now. Like, can he go do it?" We're like, "Yeah, have him go put the meter on there." Like, he's like, hey, like people. There's it doesn't matter what business people. And there's so many times in our life we're just like, wait, who do I know first before I Google and say who can paint my house or who's the electrician or who can sell my house? Like, who do I know? And then they see your face. Oh, I know Brian. I've seen him doing this. He's been telling me he's the guy. Yep. Yeah. The, it's a, that it is a, it's a really fun business as you get to throw fire on it. So now you've grown through your career. You went from working, you know, 24 hours a day to now you're growing this business. Last year you had this growing year, 2022, you're taking off like a rocket. Yeah. What are you going to do in your personal life? Like what's the, what, like, cause now, cause in 2017, you're like, I made it. Yeah. Right now you got to be feeling like I made it like in a different way than in 2017. So the, so is it, so what do you do next? Man, I mean, I, I, my wife doesn't listen to these podcasts, so that's good. I can say this, but I I do, we do spend time with family. I I watch, I have two kids now. I have a a baby girl that's 11 year, 11 month. My son's three and a half. I think now three and some change. I don't count the months. And so we do, I do make time to spend it with them at least one day a week, like where it's just full dedicated to them. But along the way, I just opened up a bunch of other businesses. And so I just found that growing is the most fun part. Like building and growing something is amazing. So when I'm not working on real estate, I say real estate takes up about 60 to 70% of my time. The other percent is split up between other businesses and in my family. And so we've built, I have a virtual assistant company that has over 500 clients now. It's called the VA hub. We provide virtual assistance for real estate agents, right? Naturally, because that's what I know. And so I built out modules for them. That company's booming. And um, I opened up two coffee shops here in San Francisco. I opened up a mobile tea shop and we just bought a bunch of rentals along the way. And so it's like, I don't know. It's I, I 2017, I felt that burnout, but now it's like, okay, I know how to do things differently now. I know how to build teams. I know, I know how to, I'm more of a, in real estate, I'm more, I'm still active. I still sell, I still list properties, but in all the other companies, I treat myself more as a chairman of the board than the CEO of the company. And so that way they still run. And so now 2022, I just want to keep going. I want to see how big I can take all the companies. Yeah. Just keep going. And and yeah, along the way, of course I buy nice cars and I love cars. So I buy nice cars and we take, we take nice vacations, but now it's like, you know what? I just want to keep going. I like the hustle, but we hustle differently, you know, like no longer so much in the business, but now we get to work on the business on uh, across multiple companies. It's a different challenge. 
Yeah. Right? Different when I when I first started buying foreclosures, it was I was driving by the houses and knocking on the door, and then I was doing title, and then I was comping, and I was standing at auction. And I, after I bought the house, I'd go drill out the lock and I'd start fixing it. Right. right. And then I was doing it all, and that was fun, and it was a good hustle, and I and we and we did really well. Right. And then later the hustle gets to be like growing the business and then scaling the business or it's more on the financing side. And then now it's like owning some of like the foreclosure data companies instead that are selling the data to the guys that are flipping the houses. Like there's all sorts of fun stuff as we get to go. I've been, you know, I can't believe it's 2022, right? It's almost two years since the world turned weird. I should stop talking about it, especially if I want the world, you know, everybody, but it's, it's, it's been such a, there's two or three times in my lifetime that were super, super impactful in the last couple of years was, but one of the big things of 2020 for me was diversification yeah, right? and, and reminding people of why diversification was good because I owned five or six businesses when COVID hit. And the one that I used to make my most money on went to zero when COVID hit. And it's pretty much been zero ever since. And my other five companies have, have done, like we had a few do average, a few do great. And I've had some new ones since then. Like every real estate agent out there, the lesson that I learned the hard way in 2015, we had made a bunch of money in, in, you know, up by where you live from 2009, you know, 2012, 2013, made, made millions of dollars. 2013, you know, lost it all. Because I was, I didn't realize I wasn't investing any of that money. I was just like making money as an age. You know, and, and I thought like, Hey, next month I'll make more. I can invest later. I didn't even think about it. So what I've been trying to talk to agents about over the last year was to do exactly what you're doing. Like while you're doing good, while you're making these revenues to the listeners out there, like maybe, you know, we get new listeners, we get old. If you're, if you're in your second or third year and you're really starting to crush it, Brian's interview is a great time for a reminder to say, like, if you haven't bought a rental property yet, yourself, buy one. You know, if you have like, that's a very simple way to become an entrepreneur is buy some real estate investments. You're a real estate agent. That's an easy shift. The I've, I've interviewed people this year about how to start a business, you know, how to, how to, how to build some other things like the, um, like the VA hub stuff, like stuff that we use to build our businesses. One of my businesses is a software of how to buy foreclosures that I built myself when I was buying foreclosures, right? Like along the way, we get to do stuff and push it out. But the, what you've done, Brian is awesome. And I think it's just a, it's a great reminder to those agents. You're like, what do I want to do now? I want to keep building the other stuff and agents. If you haven't bought an investment yet, or if you haven't bought a second business yet, or started one, like start, start to have another plan for just, if we have a two or three month weird hiccup, like we had the first few months of 2020, you got to have a backup plan. You know, I feel so much better that you've kind of brought that up and, and, and kind of validated. I mean, what I've done is because I know that had I just focused on one thing, real estate, I probably could have made bigger sales. We probably could have did a hundred million a long time ago. hundred percent. Like, yeah, it would have been great, but you're actually dead on like 2020, everything stopped. I, I was thankful that I, at least I had some income coming in. Like most like real estate stopped. I had six or seven escrows just, Hey, we're canceling. Right. So yeah, you're in luxury condos, right? That, that's when you, that was your gig. I've had so many, I've never had that many escrows cancel one time, right? Hundreds of thousand dollars in, in commission checks gone, but at least I had my, you know, the rentals were still paying. And so I was like, okay, well, at least we still got that. And, you know, it's just, you have a little bit more stability. So I appreciate those words. I'm like, man, cause I've had, I know some agents that crush it, but that's all they do. Yeah. And so I'm like, man, but it's- it's so easy to get caught up and jealous of other people's stories. And it's so easy. And there's something to be said about focus. Like, yes, if you focus all of your effort 
on growing this one thing that can happen and it can grow faster. But the downside is, and from 2009 to 2012, my only focus was make as much money as I could flipping foreclosures in California. And I was so good at that. I was like the best at that I'll say. And the, but all it took was one bad six or nine month period when all of a sudden everybody was in the market to go like, Oh, like I should have had, I should have focused on maybe two things. If I'd have focused on two things, my, my, you know, 2014, 2015 would have been very different. So the, I think that you've done, I think you've done it the right way, man. I think when you get to say, Hey, I could have been a little bit bigger if I'd have focused on this. The fact that you have all of those backup plans and so much diversification under 30, right? Like you're, you're we got you on here because you're the 30 under 30 recipient. You've also been a listener of the podcast. At like, and I told you before we even hit record, like my favorite thing to do is interview guys like you that have, that have listened, that have been a part of this. And getting to come on today was awesome. We even we went we've gone longer than I was planning to on this recording. Brian, any final thoughts out there you want to tell people about ways to get a hold of you if they want to hear more about your brokerage? You got Fifty Hills Real Estate out in San Francisco. Uh, if they want to ask you about teams or who to go to to coaching or just want to say hi, what's the best way they can find you? Man, email me at Brian B R I A N at fiftyhills.com. I'm an open book. Uh, I've been taught to collaborate, grow. So reach out to me if I can help you out. I'm here for you. Yeah, Brian, this is awesome. So much fun getting to talk to you. And uh, thanks for coming on. Hope we'll, we'll have you on again next year. I want to see if you hit your some really crazy numbers this year, dude. You're going to, you know, what What are we at? 240 million? Is that what you're going to? Uh, maybe. We'll see. I might take a couple of vacations in between. Yeah. I haven't gone anywhere in years. So spend some of that money on breaks. Well, you had a great January, dude. Congratulations. Thanks for coming on the show today. I appreciate you. Real Estate Rockstars. Thanks for listening. All right, real estate rock stars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully, you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also, we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at aaronamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.